welcome to Talking Schmidt. I'm your host, Eric Schmidt. And I'm Greg Burmeister. Greg, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited That's... about our guest today. Me too. It's, uh, it's our friend and chef, Julio Mora McKay. And chef, thank you for being here. Welcome, Julio. Thank you, chef. Yes. <laughs> you how are well? you today, Julio? I'm great. Totally happy to be here. It's a beautiful, snowing day in outside. I mean, that's what my, my lady told me when I was waking up in the morning, like, it's snowing outside, so I get all my You get hands. a weather report from the lady in your bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I get, like, all snow pants, yeah. snow Some underwear, boots. everything, and I just open the door and it's dry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that's, hey, yeah, we're doing all right ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Julio, let me ask you this. You, uh, we were just talking about your name, because you have so many names. Yeah. Uh, so what is your full name? My full name is Julio Cesar Mora McKay. And you said you might have to switch, pick oh, up like an oh, artist's oh, name. Oh, yeah, I mean, I have to change it because... Do uh, a stage name. When, when I opened Cantina Royale at the beginning, I was searching for... Cantina Royale was a restaurant that you owned for how long? For 10 years in Williamsburg. We're going to get to that later, but I just want to give, give Just simple, so background. I was searching my name on online and it just appears this Julio Mora. So this Julio Mora was a guy whose sentence of death... Oh, so uh, definitely, oh, what, is he a murderer? Or? He, no, what's that? Yeah, something like that. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to say it, it, be explicit what this asshole did. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, here in America or in Florida? Florida, Florida. In Florida. Oh, wow. and, and the other Julio Mora was another cook. So what? I wait a minute. Yeah. So it's like one one prisoner and the other one is a chef too. Yeah, that's so, no good. You don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many Julio Mora. So I prefer change. So my artistic name or nickname is Julio. Mm, double M. Oh, okay. Like, like the chocolates. So that's your stage name is Julio. Mm. Because it's Julio Mora, McKay. Yeah. So it's yeah. Julio. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, the double M. I yeah. didn't realize before we started talking and recording, you're very, you're wearing very loud things. <laughs> your pants are very like, you know, yeah, yeah. You're wearing like ski <laughs> pants for some reason. You're wearing, I told you. you're wearing like loose change around your wrist right for some reason. Snowboard. So uh, <laughs> listeners, just be ready for that throughout, I guess. Julio, where are you from originally? Where were you I'm born? I'm from Mexico City. Mexico City. You were born in Mexico City? Mexico City, yes. My Mexico mom is Definitely. My mom from Veracruz, my father from Guadalajara. Okay. At the end. Those are both in Mexico, yes? Yeah, yeah. One of the from the Pacific, one from, one from the Gulf oh, okay. of Mexico. Guadalajara. Cool. Is that, isn't that just south of Sayulita? Sayulita? Yeah. Is, no, Sayulita is, or is it down in the Oaxaca. west side. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Totally. And, and you grew up in Mexico City as well? Definitely. I'm 100% Chilango. Okay. What was, and what is that? Chilango means from the people who burn in Mexico. Okay. They hate us. All the all the cities around <laughs> all the cities around Mexico City hate us. So you're always a city guy. <laughs> I'm a city guy. Like you yeah. know everybody oh, oh. Out of New York City, everybody hates New Yorkers. Uh, yes, similar yes. Same. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> because you are the best. You're, you're better than <laughs> yeah, the Chilangos were better than the other states. My, my dad lived in Mexico City for two years. Whoa! So Greg's Mexican too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good part with that, when you are in big in a big city, you 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 handle big problems, fast solutions, those kind of things. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, everything's faster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you started saying something about your mom. You said your mom did something in Mexico City? No, from Veracruz. Oh, okay. Did you have a story about her? Oh, yes, I have a lot of things. She teach me to cook. Okay, that was, that, was, that was my next question, was how did you get into cooking? How did you become a chef? Oh, I mean, so let me do this really fast. You in, don't have to do it very fast. Okay, so in, in 19, <laughs> 1985, we have an earthquake. Really, really. Earthquake, okay. Yes, an earthquake. And... My house used to be in the Colonia Roma. I born in, the, in La Colonia Roma. The one is like, a, new things happen right now. Okay. So my house get the match. So we have to move in a hotel. 
The next neighbor was Colonia Juarez, East Colonia Juarez. So we moved in this hotel. What year was this? 1985. Okay. B- bad earthquake, 1985 in oh, yeah, Mexico City. Yes, yeah, it's September 19. Was it probably one of the worst ones since then? Has there been a worse one since then in Mexico City? I mean, that was the worst. Okay. Before it was in the 1978, but what the, one angel fall and a few buildings collapsed. But this one was like 80% of the whole neighborhood collapsed. Oh, no. There were 40% of neighbors collapsed. Downtowns collapsed. Like, you know, like it was really, really like big, big drama. And you, so you guys went and lived in a uh, hotel for a little bit. Yes. Almost like that ground zero of the city yeah. has to go, evacuated by the, the army. Yeah. They take us out, move it out, because there was a lot of deaths there. Okay. So it was kind of sad and traumatized for me, but what, one year later, we back to the neighbor, but not to Colonia Roma, we went to Colonia Juarez. Okay. And we started living in a hotel. In the meantime, we tried to find what's going on with our lives. Mm-hmm. The house... We lose the house, so we start looking for an apartment, rent apartment, buy apartment, buy a house, or rent a house, and we still... Just you and your mom, or...? No, you... my mom, my brother, and my dad. Okay. So we spent like that 25 years. Wow, okay. In, in the hotel. And you wow. have any other siblings, or just... Mm. No, just the one. So we just... So my point is, like, when you don't have a kitchen, and you live in a hotel, you start getting, like, I want what I don't have. Right. Capici? Yeah. So we was like gourmands. We always eat in in, this, uh, in restaurants. Yeah. You and you. So you said she she taught you how to cook. How old were you at this time? Oh, I mean, I was like maybe like sixteen. I was a black sheep, by the way. I was a black sheep of okay. my family. <laughs> I like how that's what you decided to say directly into the microphone. Um, but so she, the moving around, she had to be like very resourceful, I guess, with with cooking for everyone, right? Yeah, it was was really difficult to. To cook, they have their suite, and I have with my brother a regular room, uh-huh. like a hotel room. But always, you know, like, like I say, like when people tell you to don't or you cannot do things, you want to do those things. Right. So she mm-hmm. tried to cook, but was like cooking in like, like elect- hot, elect- hot plates, yeah, electric those kind plates, of thing, yeah. electric. So it was not fun. Yeah, at all. When did her. you when did when did you like make the jump to like more professional cooking? Because we have we every day in our restaurants lunch and for dinners we went out to like a fine cuisines oh okay so like nine restaurants at night that to start like 9 p.m drinking with like tequila tequila shot martini for my dad whiskey for my brother Man, uh, you got all of it covered. Yeah. <laughs> dubonet for my mom i'm telling yeah. when i was 14. yeah yeah hell yeah man <laughs> so it started at 9 p.m and you know after the appetizers like red wine white wine and ending with cognac yeah. Ending at 6, 7 a.m. Wow. Okay. Four wow. times. Four times. You, guys, you guys went hard. That sounds like, that sounds like one of my family reunions. Four, four, four times per week. Uh, oh, my oh, wow. God. What? Yeah. You guys are wild, yo. Hello. <laughs> I open a bar for some, you know. That's why I get, get the thing. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, but again, though, let me ask. When did you start cooking professionally? Like, when did you, when was your first, like, working in a kitchen, getting paid for it kind of thing? Okay. I was, like, the black sheep. They kicked me out from my house. I came oh. back after Wait, 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 wait. Well, all right, never mind. Let's go back. Why did they kick you out of the house? What were you doing? I'm, I don't know. I'm also, just... like, how are you the black sheep if they're all drinking cognac till 7 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing that was worse than that? You know, I mean, that's, that's the way they, che- they, they teach me to be. <laughs> so it's their fault, then. I believe, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. What were you doing that was worse? 
Like, what, why, why did, what, what would be their reason that I they're mean, like, from, we got to kick this guy out of here? I mean, from there, from the restaurant, well, my mom was like, hey, it's going to be late for you. Oh, okay. At what time do you have to be in school? Yeah. Eight. Okay, just, just tell, let me, let me write a note to your teacher why you don't have a uniform. Just go straight from here to there. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Straight from the party. <laughs> right. Man, Mexico City sounds great. Yeah, let's, let's move there. Obviously, I arrived kind of drunk. I mean, I'm talking about yeah, like... You're going to high school kind of drunk. Naturally. That's great. I'm not taking a 12 hours drinking. Yeah. Cognac. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you, get you. you smelled terrific, buddy. Yes. I mean, when the police at the entrance, the security guy at the entrance of this, the school was like, who did you, you smell like, like alcohol? Bl- blow me. And I... Blow me. Hey, whoa now. <laughs> That's some crooked cops, man. I don't know about that. Typical cops. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, 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 we know what you mean. Every, all the listeners will, too. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so, all right. Now you can go back to what we were kind of getting at. Where, when did you start uh, working professionally? And okay, so after I know... When when they start paying you to work when in the I, when, when I really find out what is the best restaurants of Mexico City, mm-hmm. I want to work there. So I start applying to work for free. Okay, oh. like an apprenticeship kind of yes. thing. Yeah. So I started doing for free for a couple of years, and after my mom, like, you know, I believe you are finally a cook because you cook delicious, blah, blah, blah. That's her trick. I was, I, I cook it good. But yeah. she was like, no, my God, you have to make money with this. Yeah. So it's like, why well, you don't cook for us? Why well, you don't cook for us? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and at the end, I remember I was, in 20, I was 26 years old working in Soho as a chef. And one day I was like... In Soho, New York? Yeah, Soho, New York. And okay. like, why? Why am I a fucking chef? Yeah. When I decide to be a chef, and I start getting... I was going back to the past, like, when my mom told me I cook delicious, like, I have to make money with this. Yeah. So finally, the black sheep... Found cheap, his way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh... The I, prodigal son, I she, guess. She I was... Mean, just, <laughs> Wait, so what was your specialty? What were you, uh, Mexican food, definitely. Mexican, okay. Totally. Huh? So I do a few culinary arts... But more with her and with my aunts teaching me to cook tamales, to make tortillas, to make everything from the scratch. Okay, so, so you, how many years did you cook in Mexico City? I started cooking was since 16 years. When That's I was 16 professionally, years old. like you were working in kitchens? I mean, working kinda, in the kitchen all the yeah, time. Yeah. And then when did you move to New York? In New York, I moved to New York when I was 24. Oh, okay. And then how long did you cook in New York before you... Nonstop. Like, well, how long did you cook in New York before you owned your own place? Six years. Well, and was your first place Cantina Royale? Yeah, Cantina oh, okay. Royale. All right, good. Well, let's start yes. talking about that then. <laughs> when did you open Cantina Royale? In 2010. That was exactly... I, did, I skipped this part. Uh, in 2008, I was working in Soho. Right. In that place. So I have this lady. She offered to marry me, but she, I had to move to California. Oh, okay. So it was like, okay. Who is this? I mean, don't don't say her full name. I guess. Do I know her or no? Yeah, Jaja. Oh yeah. Okay. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my point is like, she she say, come with me. Mm-hmm. Let's marry. Let's have wonderful life together in California. But you know, if you love New York, usually you don't like California. I like both. Mm. <laughs> I like I like I like New York as a, New York's my favorite city, mm-hmm. but California is my favorite state. I'm not complaining about California. Yes, but just listen to this. Okay. So I moved to California. 
I'm That's such a funny thing to say yeah. to somebody. I'm not complaining about California, but listen to but, this. All right. So I move. I move. I married this lady, and exactly when I move, the recession star 2008. Yes, right, right. Oh yeah. And yeah. California was one of those states. The one like definitely was deep, deep, deep. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have fun. The honeymoon was okay. <laughs> no friends. Yeah. Jobless. Just not the best time to be in California. Oh my God, no. I ended up working in um, this place that one make burritos. Yeah. They have hundreds of restaurants. Well, I mean, Chipotle? also, I could yeah, see. You. I yeah, I didn't want to say. I ended up working in Chipotle. No way. You worked yeah. in Chipotle I in California? In Chipotle. Oh, yeah, oh, Chipotle. There are good burrito places in California, Chipotle by the way. Chipotle, sponsor us. Thank you. <laughs> You're stealing, wo- you're stealing my job, man. <laughs> I, I just worked there for a month and a half because I was like, whatever. I you just- have such humble origins. You know, that like you, 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 to work at, to have worked at Chipotle in 2008 and then to be where you are now. I mean, what a story that I is. Mean, I mean, I, I was there. I mean, pretty quick turnaround, by the way, to then be owning a restaurant just two years later. I mean, my point is not because I was rogue. I mean, yes. Right. But it's more because I have to do, I have to be productive. Right. No matter doing whatever, I have to make something. Right. I mean, income and do something. Right, right. Because my wife was like, no, just let's give Because we know what happens if you sit around. You're just going to drink, uh, you know. I don't know. That's part of it. Cognac. You're drink cognac till 7 a.m. Okay, you gotta, you got to make burritos at Chipotle. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so with the recession, I didn't find any job and I have to be productive. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, whatever. So, the, you, my, my, excuse me. So this lady, yeah, yeah. Yes. So she start she start going away every weekend. What do you mean? Ooh, yeah. that's bad oh. news. Yeah. Think she was. Uh, so yeah. You think she was. So the point is, this. Let me finish this story. This is fast. So she was every. I mean, week- this is juicy stuff. You don't yeah, have to speed good. this up. You can okay, keep this Okay, so going. every 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 Friday she left. We was in Orange County, so she. Went to Mexicali. It took like three hours wow. from there yeah. to the border of Mexico. Yeah, Mexicali. Yeah, yeah. Right. So she took three hours to see her mom. So it was Friday, and she came back every Sunday at six p.m. So it seems like mo- there's some funny business going for, for on for months. There. And like, why you have to see your mom every weekend like that? Yeah. Like my very, mom, whatever. Very needy mom. It it's seems okay. Like, yeah. And you know, it's my mom. She's fighting with her boyfriend. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like, Drama. okay, I mean, I get it, but my point is, like, come on, this is like a holiday, let's spend together. This yeah. is Halloween. I mean, we, we get all the fucking season of the year, yeah. So, I miss like the Martin Luther King holiday, yeah. I mean, the, the St. Patrick's Day holiday. So, all these the, are all very nice holidays over in California, in New York. It's not, it's, but it's just excuse yeah. to be with her, at least, right? Right, right, right. But she's like, okay, this weekend I'm alone again, and I, I told you, I didn't have friends, yeah. I mean, I know people, but yeah, yeah. So and at the end it was like I put a microphone in my in my in my apartment. Oh, you bugged the apartment! Oh, hello! After eight yeah, months, yeah, like, I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna be the stupid all the time. So I call her. <laughs> I mom. didn't know this. That's this amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Went full NSA on, on the apartment. So I call her mom in a Sunday, 3 p.m. They're like, is Jaya there? Oh, she's sleeping. It's weird, but okay. 3 p.m. sleeping. Okay. Okay. Just tell her to call me. Yes. I hang up. Ten minutes later, she just arrived. What? Like, wait, uh-huh. It's three hours driving, and she, she, the mom is coming here. It's coming her. She yeah. she told her yeah. mom, right, to, right, yeah. But why? So maybe she told mom, 
oh, he's, he's, he's abusing of me, a beater, a cheater. So she has some, definitely something to her mom support, supporting her huh. to do those, those things. Weird. Or maybe the mom has the same fucking mind. Yeah, just the mom's crazy. Just yeah, like her. Some, yeah. Some, some sketchy, some sketchy stuff going so on after, there. After that, I just put a microphone in my house. <laughs> I go to go go to work to Chipotle <laughs> <laughs> because this is the funny part. I, I was in my room. I hear when she opened the door. She didn't expect me in home, and she said, "Yes, me too. I will." <gasps> Oh. Say, so like, okay, do who, bitch? <laughs> wow. That's Man, crazy. Didn't, didn't know we were going to get that today. I immediately started getting like, like, start getting, now, wait a minute. <laughs> no, eight months like this? No way. I'm going to find out this. Wow. Because obviously I have like seven channels, all these stories, and my brain started getting like, like making like bestsellers. Telenovelas, movies, you yeah. Know, in I've, my seen, I've seen this show in before. My brain, no, in yeah. my brain, and it's yeah. like I have to find out. So okay, let's put a microphone. The microphone activate with voice, with sounds. So she's coming back. She's not gonna expect where I am. The microphone is gonna record the calls. Check. Voila, that's happened, and I hear all the things. Oh, oh wow! And then so you moved like right after no, that, I guess. I mean, just it went this. The last time was. She was going in, in one of her trips in her weekends. <laughs> she has perfumes, men's men's lotions, men's things. You know, like okay, bringing from you have an odd choice. Yeah, yeah. she's like, okay, come on. You know, like <laughs> it's not for your mom. Oh, are these for me? No, not for you either. Yeah, well, not, well, who are these for? They're not yours or your mom's. <laughs> so at the end, I just told her, you know, let's do this. I know you're cheating on me. Yeah, I have the idea of the this company of hot salsas. Yeah. I'm making these hot, hot salsas. salsas. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's buy a house. I forgive you. You're cheating on me. Quit the guy. Never talk about this again. Let's buy a house and let's do the business together. The hot salsas. Yeah. I'm going to buy a cigarette. In that time, I used to be a smoker. I'm going to buy some cigarettes. Give me the decision. Whatever you decide, I will leave in three days. I move to New York. That was December 2009. Okay. So I left home. I was, <laughs> was two floors my building, and after just cross the street Chipotle and after the store, the deli. So I don't even get to, to Chipotle, and I just receive a text message like, whatever you decide, remember, Julio, this is always going to be your house. This is your home. Go and enjoy New York. Wow. Whoa. Okay, interesting. So you, so you left. Yeah, so I take, uh, I take a plane to New York, to Mexico City, mm-hmm. char- uh, get like this... Um, Good energy with my family. Mm-hmm. One month and after, moved to New York. Okay. When I moved to New York, everything changed. Two weeks later, after I arrived, one of my good friends in that time invited me to this party at Monkey Town. Monkey Town. Okay. That's but, what Cantino Royale was before. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I meet the owner and the owner like was selling all, transpassing and selling the entire space. Yeah. So it's like I start negotiated. Like perfect opportunity. Yeah. Great. We bought this was amazing. Was totally great. The negotiation. I did the negotiation was amazing. So let's talk about I met you a little a few years after that. Um I think twenty thirteen. No, I think I met you before then. I met you like the summer. I think because I, w- I had bought a bike. So let me you, you can start telling uh, when when we get to like 
you can start start telling your side of things when we get to where I, I come into the place. But so I worked with a guy at uh, yeah, I worked with a guy named Raphael at uh, a, a place that I was running called. Um, uh, what was the hell? Denim therapy. <laughs> I, can't oh, yeah, I almost yeah. forgot the name of the place. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was running like a denim repair yeah. company. I didn't own the place, but I was just running it for someone else. And there was this guy named Raphael that worked there. And I mentioned I was maybe going to be interested in buying a bicycle. Uh, and he said, oh, I'll sell you one. I have I have one I can sell you. It's it's $50. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come, come by and get it from your place. So I went to his place and I gave him the 50 bucks. And then he was like, or I asked him, I was like, can you show me how to get back to the bridge? And he was like, yeah, I'll ride ahead of you on another bike and show you how to get to the bridge so we can go back. And then we're riding along and he goes, hey, do you want to stop at my friend's bar? Uh, I know the owner. And I was like, sure, what the hell, you know, let's have a drink. And it's Cantina Royale. That's uh, crazy. I, I didn't even yeah. know Raphael knew. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. He wow. introduced us. So we go in and he spends the $50 I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> the bike money? Yeah, he spent all the bike money there. <laughs> and we got so drunk. And then I looked in the back because uh, there was this big, beautiful performance space in the back of this uh, bar, like totally separate uh, from this bar restaurant. It's such a so, cool it's place. So separate. And it's like, yes. it's behind two closed doors so there's like you get like you know it's quiet back there it's perfect for doing stand-up comedy um you wouldn't know it from looking at it though because like usually high ceilings are not good for stand-up comedy but everyone i've talked to about that place has been like there was something magical about the acoustics in there like even if it wasn't like a packed house even if if you only had like 20 or 30 audience members the laughter filled that room and it just echoed around so perfectly but anyway um so i look in the back and my friend ian hunt and I had been talking about maybe doing a, uh, a live, uh, producing a live stand-up comedy show. And uh, so I told him about it. But anyway, so you, I met you that day. And we, you showed me the space. And what did you think when I was telling you that maybe we could do that kind of thing back there? I mean, I definitely was very open about, about events and supporting all, all, kind of, all kind of art. Yeah. Because... What I what I feel is like I'm intoxicating people with with alcohol. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why not give them some entertainment? I have, yeah. to, I have no 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 more than that. I was I have to like I have to give something to to, to culture. I have to support musicians, support art, oh, that's support, support oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's, know, yeah. That was my mentality. Because well, you're an artist too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. No, absolutely. So it's like one thing is food, and the other thing is like I remember when I was with my family, like. 5 a.m. ready to go, and I make this. This is like a psycho thing. Would you move your chair back? Make make people think we have to go, and people start moving. Now. So I was doing, so I was moving the chair all the time. So my mom, my brother, okay, let's go, and my and my dad was ready to go, and one of the servers like one extra engineer another extra like no <laughs> one more glass of champagne or uh, cognac yeah, yeah, yeah means exactly 45 minutes oh yeah 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 no your place turned into that for sure it was hard to get out of there <laughs> so sometimes I, so i don't i don't i don't want to contaminate those no no uh so what was it like we we produced so the show there um with the exception of a, a run where we did it at uh, one other place for a little while when we were trying to make our own money. Uh, but but uh, we did it there from 2013 to 2020, to March 2020. What was it What was, What was? was it like on your end? How'd you do? I mean, it was, it was great. No, 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 let's go back. 2013, I have to say this about Ian and Eric. 
when when I meet them one week after uh, yeah. Rafa introduced us, you bring your cameras. You was totally really organized, very, yeah, very professional. Oh, yeah. so professional. So one of you guys, Ian, was quiet all the time. Uh, I don't know if he's still quiet, but he was very, very quiet always. Yeah. The only person who talked, that's why we always talk, talk yeah, yeah, yeah. was you. Yeah. You're like, Julio, I have this. Julio, 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 Julio. And after put all the cameras and you start making all these commercials for good for you. Yeah. The end. Mm -hmm. And at the end, finally, because you went like maybe three times before the, the first good for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we met we met in the warm months. I would say the latest we that I met you and started talking to you was probably September of 2012. And then, so it took us like that long. It wasn't until February till we had our first show. So yeah, I mean, like I, I knew you pretty well. And then also when you're working together like that, um, it's just easier if there's one person that's a point of contact, you know? Like Ian was just kind of like, well, you met him you can handle that part of the relationship, I think. But you and Ian were always friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but still, good yeah, you're probably better friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, what the thing definitely I, I like is you and Ian, how the, your professionalism is too high. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'm going to put that that's on our business good. cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's great. No, Thank you. You are really, really high. I remember when I had my balcony, my, yeah. my VIP guest for all my events at the backspace called yeah. La Sala. Because it was just off your office. Uh, just Let me just explain to the listeners real quick. So the front was the restaurant. Uh, the back was the performance space. And then there was an upstairs uh, that was sort of between both. And you had stairs that you could enter the office, uh, which was upstairs, and then uh, from the restaurant side. And then it opened up in the back onto a balcony that overlooked the performance space. Sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to get create a visual there. So when I, when I saw your definitely serious about about it was was you was in maybe your third show good for you and i took uh a mani a mannequin a mannequin yeah a mannequin and i was and i was you was talking i was like i'm gonna throw this to the public <laughs> yeah, yeah and you was putting your feet like no Julio. yeah i've never no. been more scared Go than when on. i saw and you I went, out yes. on that balcony <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna throw wow. like, like let's do that every once in a while i did just look up at you and give you like the throat slitting hand signal and be like don't <laughs> please don't do that please don't please don't and then and then it just became I wasn't worried about you actually doing anything disruptive. I just was mad at you for making me think you were going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> or I was mad at you for trying to make yeah. me think. I'm like, all right, are we really doing this again? Um, but uh, Cantina Royale, by the way, what we realized is it's such a significant uh, part of the identity of Good For You, of the show, the, com the stand-up comedy show that we produced there for so long. It was like to the point that we're kind of stopping now after 10 years because that was such a big part of it and if that can't be a part of it anymore it's like well we, we kind of got to restart we got to come up with a new name because that was or at least that's how i feel we'll have ian on in a couple weeks <laughs> yeah, and we'll see how he feels but like that was kind of the that was kind of the the idea is that you created an atmosphere where truly anything could happen and it was just a magical part of the existence of that show so anyway before this ends i just want to thank you sincerely for that you're welcome. If you remember, just to be clear, two important things about Good For You. <clears throat> and is Ian is amazing drawing. drawing? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's an artist, yeah, yeah visual so, artist, yeah. So he draws always like the, the, the month 
uh, the invitation of the month. Yeah, you do a poster. He would do like a like cartoon. A flyer. Yeah, yeah, like a flyer. Really nice. Yeah. So he used to do that, and also Eric, you he always have the introduction of the show. Yeah. Right. And I wouldn't I'm, host the show, but I would introduce the host of the always, show. Yes. Totally like in a motorcycle. Like Yeah, yeah. Well Ian did that. No, Ian rode the motorcycle up. Ian rode the uh the um uh, the scooter. Yeah, all right. Well, all right, all right. Oh, we got another scooter story later. Um, but I noticed there were varying degrees of security at Cantina Royale, by the way. Sometimes it was just very lax and then sometimes we'd get there and there'd be a new lock on the door and we're like, What the heck? Hey, Julio, we gotta get the wires and you're like, No, no one's allowed in there anymore. We're like, what did we do? You're like, you're stealing. And we're like, what? <laughs> Not us, man. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever catch us stealing? No, no, no. Okay, good. <laughs> no, but I mean, good. We got away with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but success. Up, upstairs was my office. Right. So no, I, I get, I get, I get it. Like, I totally get. It, but like, I, and I get where you were coming from because you were you were having just some trust issues, maybe with some different employees. But so then, like you know, when Ian and I show up, we're like, dude, we gotta get stuff for this. Show. <laughs> the key, right? Yeah. I have to give you the key. Like, All right, here's the key, Cabron. But you be careful. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Lock up behind yourself. But we met so many great people through you in that place, though. I mean, like Lucille was a great bartender that we know oh, still. Yes. She's the best. Shout out to Lucille, friend of the pod, hasn't been on yet, but we'll have you. Yeah. Um, and then Diana as well. I mean, Diana was like a completely different type of person to work with than you you were the fun dad she was the uh you know she got she got she got she she got stuff done business well yeah we would show up and be like all right technically this show's gonna run way more smoothly with her but we might not have as much fun (laughs) you you, you don't remember like with me was like a bar and like maybe 16 beers at the beginning like yeah, not, like not tickets. It was like right, right. You just were, drink yeah. it, and then I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, she, just one ticket. Yeah, per you gotta person. stop giving yeah. away so much free beer. <laughs> like Julio, you know my size. I need more like three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, you the, and Ian are open bar, but yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I remember that. Well, then you would get so generous by the end of the night. It was like we would tell people, like, listen, you gotta do just two tickets. I guess that's all they're giving you, or maybe just one ticket. But uh, if you stick around by the end of the night, Julio will just start giving. Shots again, so we'll be, we should be fine. <laughs> well, then there was the one time I showed there, and I checked with you if this was okay to talk about, and you said it was. But there was that one time I showed up, and I was like, Hey, Julio, can you help me, uh, like with the setup and everything? And you were like in the back cooking, and you were just like, Ah, I don't uh, hold out your hand, and I was like, Huh, and I held out my hand, and you just like dumped some, dumped, dumped some cocaine on my hand, it's a little I, bump, yeah, yeah. And I was like, He was like, Oh, do you want a beer? And at first, I was like, No. You know, I'm not trying to drink yet because I got to set up the show. And then he dumped the coke on my hand. I'm like, well, I guess I got to have a beer now because I'm not doing coke sober. <laughs> so, the, the do you fun- have a comment on that? <laughs> oh, yeah, a, a lot of comments. So, let, let me let me say this. I have this culture with my family to drink. Yes. Good food and always alcohol. Yes. Wine, cognacs, and tequila, Mexico, no? Yeah. But my mom told me one thing about life like cigarettes tobacco and alcohol whatever but please never drugs never marijuana please <laughs> man for- you should that's way safer than the other two you mentioned <laughs> it's actually the best one yeah <laughs> so imagine cocaine so the yeah. was like it started with marijuana you were like you lose your life yeah, yeah, yeah. cocaine for don't think about yeah it, yeah just know? don't even do it so in cantina now i don't i don't care i can say like 
Everybody just give me a little bag when say hello to me in my hands. Right. Give me some little, little, little tiny jar or give me a bag. Well, that's oh. the culture out in those like bars in that area. I'm not, oh. I don't want to name any of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. I'm in trouble, but like, yeah, that's that's a big part of the culture. Like friends, friends I know who have worked at those other bars have said that sometimes some people will come in and run up a big tab and then be like, oh, sorry, I don't have any money. And then they're like, well, what the fuck? And then they'll just hand them drugs instead. No, like, no, people didn't pay me with that. They just say hello to me. Who right, right. Oh, they're just no, giving just, you just drugs. Just like a yeah. gift. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just to say hello. And he's like. Okay, I'm not going to be rude, like, oh, I don't do that. Right, At the right. beginning, I was like, hey, man, I don't do that, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And they put faces, like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. And, and then, I, you, then you built up a big collection of the Oh, bags. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Start getting my little Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Now, I remember. The yeah. office is just, yeah. Yeah, we used to oh, stock, yeah, stock, yeah. yeah. I, I used to go, we used to get there to set up, and we would just find bags of drugs in the back from, like, the raves that would go on Friday night, yeah. you know? We'd get there Friday or uh, Saturday afternoon I, I to rem- set up. I remember I told, I told my... And the place would be clean it would just be stuff that the guys who cleaned missed you know like they the floors are mopped yeah. they just actually mopped a bag of coke or molly into the corner and you're just like holy cow <laughs> exactly so the funny part is like i start i test i try i try i start trying that in 20 2018 you didn't so, do coke before then? No, I was oh. denied. I was give it for free. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was giving oh, to you. Oh, you just give it to me. Yeah, to yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. what? I sh- why should I do it? I have so, fi- so many so, fucking bags. Yeah, you don't. You don't need that much. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I just like, hey, I have some. Do you want? Oh yes. Well, like, you know, like always. Usually, ladies always request more than guys. Yes. Oh. Well, there was that one time after a show too that you like you got out a giant like you had a table. That was a mirror, like the top of it was a mirror, and you cut a line the entire length of it. <laughs> so, I mean, Eric was like, Julio, did you? Like, Julio, like, okay, yes, just give me one second. That sounds. And, and he's like, how many people are in the back at, at the end of the show? It was like maybe like. Yeah, there weren't eight, many, like five. We won't some, name any something of them. Like but that. Yes. So I had this big desk, beautiful, with just, it was a mirror cover. So and I just get like three of those and I just put it. I make like a little mountain of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get a little my, mini Scarface. Yeah, it was mountain. definitely a Scarface. And I make a, I remember I make like a labyrinth. Yeah. Labyrinth. What does that mean? Labyrinth. Uh, labyrinth. 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 I don't know. What is what is that? The thing that like, you have to go out, you get in, and you get lost. Oh, like a maze? No. Uh. Okay. Labyrinth. Well, we'll just leave it at that. We'll have to Google it afterwards. <laughs> you, you just get in. You have to find the the exit. Yeah, a maze. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not oh, yo, not corn. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. A maze in English means like yeah, like what you're describing. Okay, so yeah, I make like a circle, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. big line, and at the end it's like who's who goes yeah. first. All and you had, I remember, all you had were the little cocktail straws, though. Yes, <laughs> the tiny. Those are and like the biggest lines you've ever seen, and then the smallest straws of all time. It was like he was doing a comedy bit on us. Like I say, I wasn't a professional. <laughs> well, let's talk about wrecking that scooter. Um, so I, uh, one of your delivery guys got back, I guess, and um, that was like maybe one a.m. You were so. Fucking, fucking drunk. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because well, I blame you. But I have to yes. remember. Yes, I have to. Yeah, I was ready to say that. I had to rem, remind, rem, remind everyone. At the end of the night, at 11 p.m., start my night. Means it thins out enough to where you can have fun. Yes. Yeah. You know my mentality about Cantina Royale is like Cantina Royale was like my the mansion. I, I'm like a single son. Yeah. I have my rich parents. 
there away yes. and I have a big pool in my house. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If I don't share yes. this with my friends, it's useless. Right. Cantina Royale was like, like that. Like, I make money. Okay. You so. were like a guy whose parents were out of town. Okay. That was definitely yeah, a vibe that's, there. That's a, good, now, that's a good metaphor. Especially when Diana was out of town. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my partner. So it was like, it's like, it's midnight, ready to close. Like, now. Yeah. Guys, don't don't worry about money. Yeah, yeah let's, let's party. Up. Exactly. So we're there, we're sitting there, and it's just you, me, and Ian at this point, and we're just going <laughs> behind the bar ourselves and pouring ourselves drinks too, and uh, and then Ian, uh, and then you have like bottles out too, and and then this guy gets back, like one of your delivery guys just gets back for the night and is just parking the scooter inside, big big electric scooter too. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I was like, oh my god, can I drive that around? And you were like, <laughs> hell yes, cabron. <laughs> Very good idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. yeah, and so I was like, "All right, cool, thanks." And I just like I went. Actually, I think we tried to get the three of us on at once, and then you guys were like, no, "Eric, you get one ride by yourself, and then the two of us will go on the next one." And I'm like, "All right, cool." So I, I ride off, and I uh, then things just go black for me. I don't know what happened. I woke up next to a. Uh, I didn't see that night back. Huh? I don't remember you come back. Okay, well, let me let me fill in the blanks here, and then you'll remember. So I like kind of come to, and I'm next to like a uh, uh, where you throw trash away, a dumpster. Ah, yes. So I think I may have hit the dumpster. And I, I, here's what I think happened, and I can kind of piece a little bit of this together. I think I turned down a one way street and was like, oh shit, this is the wrong way on a one way street. Let me just do a little little turnabout within and I would think I was just going too fast and I'm running into a dumpster <laughs> and then like it it ended up on top of me the scooter and I had to like use all my strength to get it off and then I tried to start it again and it didn't work and then I just pushed it back to Cantina Royale and Ian and uh, Julio didn't even notice that I was like injured and it wasn't running and I, by injured I mean it was just like I scraped my knees pretty bad and I was wearing pants and it scraped my knees through the pants Ooh. and uh, so anyway so they they just hopped on and rode off because they didn't know. <laughs> and then I just sat down on the bench and was just kind of like dazed and bleeding. And then they get back and they're like, oh, my God, what happened to you? And I'm like, man, I fell off the thing. And they're like, oh, they looked at the scooter. No damage to the scooter. And I went back the next day, too, and there was no damage to the scooter. But anyway, so they take me inside and Julio doctored my wounds. He like poured alcohol, not tequila, like alcohol. Like, like rubbing yeah, alcohol. Like the, the stuff you're supposed to pour on the wound. And like they bandaged me up and I was oh, I was OK. But uh, yeah, here's and then the next day when I woke up and realized what had happened, and I was like, oh, my God, I like when you when you're drunk and you're the size I am, you look at a scooter as like a toy. You're like, oh, that's just like a toy to play with. But that's that's a motor vehicle. <laughs> like, yeah. I was I was drinking and driving. <laughs> Could have gotten a DUI. Left, left the scene of an accident. Yeah. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is over on that. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I'm so happy to be alive. And uh, and then I learned immediately like, oh, you can't do that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys were fine. Um, and then, yeah, like the next day, I came back to apologize to you, and you were like, what? I don't even remember. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm sorry. And then I was like, Can I, let me, let's me let look at the scooter. And we looked at the scooter, and it was just, just totally fine. fine. Yeah, it worked. It, yeah, started it out. worked. Yeah, well, because they, they started oh, yeah, right yeah. off on it. Um, and then do you remember that guy left a backpack, I think? Oh, my God. That's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the name? So this guy, let's say Chris. <laughs> He has a, a nickname also, like Sam Creed, something like that. And we found a backpack. We, I found a backpack, and we were. I text him. The funny part, like, was in the Good for You show. So I text him like, "Hey, I found your. I have your bag." 
Do you want to? We found a business card of his inside the bag. Oh, okay. So that's how we got his phone number. Yeah, it was just like a stranger left their bag by accident for some reason. And I text him like, "I have your bag. I'm from Cantina Royale. This is Julio. Please." I believe we call him or just text me. So uh, none of that is uh, what happened. We took a picture of us in like costumes holding the bag, and it looked really fucked up. Like I'm shirtless, posing as Jesus, and like you know, like I'm on a cross, and then like uh, one of our friends has like a sex party mask on you know like one of those ones from like the tom cruise movie and it's just the most bizarre look everyone's in some weird costumes There's like eight people standing around this band we're holding the backpack acting like it's like it looks like a renaissance painting of just like fucked upness and then you just texted him that picture <laughs> and so this guy just gets a picture of weirdos we have your bag uh, yeah. and, and he just, come here with one million dollars <laughs> he just texted back well can i have it back and i was like yes yeah, come get it back and he came and got it back and apparently it all worked out fine <laughs> would you now do you agree with that the way that story went <laughs> yeah it was like was a single picture of person with the bag yeah no it was all of us it was like eight of us i'll show you the picture we have the whole one yes. the whole group yeah and by person because remember if you remember we were saying like i'm the i'm the tic- detective oh yeah we tried to pretend like we were the cops or something yes. too okay <laughs> We was leaving a voicemails about the back. Yeah, he didn't answer his the calls. How did you um, How did you uh, come up with the idea to put a swing above the bar? By the way, when When did you do that? How did you come up with that idea? And how legal? I is always that? is uh, <laughs> is buildings department, fire department, maybe those don't um, doesn't approve that. Right, health department doesn't doesn't give a shit. Oh, okay, they just as long as it's clean. If they catch you there, they're gonna complain. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about the city. And honestly, I believe even the city don't give a shit. Is Your insurance will be like complaining like, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was super dangerous. We used to get fucked up and get on that I thing. believe it's the insurance. Did anyone ever fall from it? No, because I never allow anyone to do that. Was just... What are you talking about? We used to get drunk and get on it all the time. Okay, you just... I'm the one who the psychic who can... Oh, yeah, can yeah. Be You were just letting like random strangers. Yeah, just your no. drunkest friends. Just the people I... <laughs> Ian, you, and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's that picture of both you and Ian on it. And it's that, hanging like 10 feet above the ground. That, five, five or so feet above the bar. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's a dangerous height. But, man, it was super fun to be on. Uh, and then I gave you my childhood piano at one point. Oh. <sighs> Yes, of course. <laughs> and um, you used it to. How many women do you think you uh, oh my seduced with that thing? Because it was a player piano; it like could play itself. But yeah, yeah. you set it upright, no one could tell you weren't playing it. So I think you, he serenaded <laughs> some ladies. Yeah. yeah. How many? How, uh, do you want to do it? Because he had like a bed set up in the office too. Place was place was a place was place was a drug den. It was great. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, my childhood piano I had it, and I was like, I, I never want to move with this again to another apartment. And I just like I, te- I think I texted Julio. I was like, Do you piano, want this? Yeah. And he was like, Yes. And he came and I got it with pianos. Like a, I love came pianos. and got it with a truck and some guys. Uh, let's talk about Cabron real quick before before we have to end it. Um, you started calling me Cabron. I call Cabron to no offense to everyone. Okay, that's, yeah, right. It wasn't like a personal nickname. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I didn't know what it meant. Okay, so he's very... No, wait, 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 wait. And then I started calling you that. Yeah. And then I noticed, like, whenever I would go to your restaurant, uh, and you would call me Cabron, and then I would call it to you back, a lot of your guys that worked for you would have a giggle about it. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I Google it. It means, uh, it, it, like, literally is translated to cuckold. Like someone who's someone whose wife is fucking around on him and 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 yeah. In Puerto so, Rico, in in another. But in Mexico, islands. it doesn't mean that. No, in Mexico, it doesn't mean that. What does it mean? Means badass. 
Whatever, whatever you do, you're doing amazing in good or bad. Okay. That's good to you know. can be a loser, cabron, loser, or cabron, motherfucker, good. Oh, okay. Yeah, Badass yeah. is cabron. My, well, friend, I remember, my friend Marco used to say that to me all the time. And he'd be oh, like, yeah. hey, cabron. Okay. <laughs> well, and then I remember I, sense. I went to Panama and I asked you before I went, I was like, is Cabron okay there? And you said, no, <laughs> don't call people Cabron just, in Panama. No, I mean, Cabron, you just have to, you have to be very closer to, to the person because he understand your like, your, what do you mean about it? Okay. And you, you, do you still have your dog, Damien? Yes. And what kind of dog is Damien? He's like a Kachansky. Kachansky. What does that mean? It's a big dog. It's the biggest dog I've ever seen. Kachansky. Yeah. Massive dog. So, how, how much does that dog weigh? So, Copane is uh, 154 right now. 154 pounds. just get thick. Yeah, yeah he's, well, he's, he's not like a fat dog. He's the biggest. Oh when he stands God. up, he's my height. From Greenpoint to Soho, nonstop. Me and a bike, he's like just like... <laughs> Wait. Whoa. You ride a bike I ride over a bike. the bridge with oh, him running alongside? Riding, yes. That's the most wow. terrifying... <laughs> That's the most terrifying sight. Uh, I well, I, I got to look out for that next time I'm on the bridge. So just to let you know about Cabron, is Cabron, I start calling guys Cabron, Cabrones or Cabron. Yeah. You know, when, when you own a place and everybody's like, Julio, Julio. How, what's, the, what's the name of this guy? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to start putting one new name for all of them. You can just say Cabron to I mean, when, when I cannot say Cabron, I say gentleman. Or, and I still say that. I don't say Cabron anymore. Just to like... Cantina Royal passed. Yeah, I say man or dude, I would say, just in general, even to women, just to like, you know, yeah. if I forget the name, in case Sub I forget dude. the name, it's someone that I should remember, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's definitely the move there. But a lot of people always get say offense. good to see you. You say good to see you instead of nice to meet you, too. So that they, in case, just in case, always say good to see yep, you. Even if, you know, you know what I mean? Good to see you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have so many, like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Well, no, I think you already do that. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm just crediting you. Uh, tell us about the hot sauce. Hot salsa. So remember this business I offered to that cheater lady in yes. 2009? Okay, you're not naming <laughs> her now. You totally named her earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I recall. Yes. Okay, so that business is going like rocket right now. It's totally yeah. good. It's, I'm so happy Cantina for Royale Hot Sauce? That's yes. the name of it? Yeah, I shut down Cantina Royale. Yeah, the business, the, the, uh, the, uh, the pandemic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, after the, the 2020, yeah, and I just focus with the salsas. Mm -hmm. I have a project to continue. I'll come back soon. I mean, I guess so I should. Funny. I guess I should. By the way, I should explain that. So we did Cantina Royale there uh, until March of 2020, and then the pandemic happened, and then um, and you guys had just found out you could stay open, right? Like there was like some problems maybe with the lease or something, but you got it all <laughs> sorted out. By 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 Mar or the March show that we had in 2020, and then like the pandemic happened, and then that was just too much. Couldn't couldn't come back I from mean, it. So we so the the place that we had done the show forever, we could no longer do it, and uh, quite the bummer. And uh, I, we miss we miss Cantina Royale. I mean, what two things happened? Thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. I miss you, Cabron. Yeah, miss so you. So 2019, exactly September October, I was dealing with my landlords in that time. Right. 58 North 3rd Street, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, 11249. Those landlords. So, <laughs> Let's get them. Yeah, putting them on blast there, man. <laughs> yeah. So I love Oliver, by the way. Okay. Is that the... One, of, that? one of them, one of okay, them. Okay, all right. So, so my point is, like, there was, like, increases the, the 
that ran from 14,000 to 27,000. Wow. Holy shit. So that was before pandemic. Yeah, yeah, right. So th- they you doubled know? the rent. So they were like, Julio, that's the, the, the other guy that won, I don't remember his name. Julio, we have to increase the rent because, you know, that the square feet of Williamsburg is getting like $650 square feet, Julio. And you're paying for, you know, he, my, yeah. and, I, and also with that accent. So like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I like him, by the way. Yeah. So... So with the tie, was like we was negotiating. So he was Julio. Monday in the morning, the the real estate guy is gonna be bring, bring some people to look the space. So I have they didn't see or they forgot. I have eighteen cameras in Cantina, mm-hmm. in the hallways, in the back space, in my office, in the kitchen, in the at the bar, at the restaurant, at the entrance outside, except in the bathrooms. I had cameras everywhere, 18, right. with right. microphones. By Except the way. in the bathrooms. Let me Except, just make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Except in the bathrooms. Yeah, right, right, right. So, see if I. So, when it's in the morning, there's nobody there, so you can hear everything. Yeah. So, the rockers say, oh, the landlord doesn't want this guy anymore, so that's why he's like, try to find the space. I mean, try to move what? it up, kick oh, them what? out. So, you're like, oh, okay. So, why the landlord's negotiating with me and they're showing the space and already. No, they don't yeah, want me, right? Fuckers. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a shitty thing that happens a lot. Actually, so, is they force out like a you know neighborhood favorite exactly. place. Exactly. So it's fucked up. Yeah. So later at the at the end of the <clears> year <throat> in, on December nineteen, I get the first contract with Hot Ones. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That so was, I yep. get the Hot Ones and um, Hot Ones, the popular YouTube uh, hot. So- actually, yeah. Greg's a guy. Yeah. Greg, one of Greg's friends started that. Yeah. Noah. He used to live in this oh, building. Oh, Actually. Yep. Yeah. From Hedonist. Yes, you know Noah? totally. I mean, yeah, yeah, they are like my top clients. Oh, amazing! Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep, I love Noah. I, also, Noah is, is one of your guests. Or used to be one of your guests of Good for You. Oh, he used to go to the shows. Well, I meet him. I'd meet him at Good for You. By oh, the way. crazy! Are you fucking serious? Oh, you didn't know? I that? didn't know that. I no, thought, I'd have never met him as far as I wow, know. I no. thought you and Noah are friends. I uh, not, not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny because I was bartender at Good for You one one of those days weird days the one I have to be at the bartender because usually my bartender sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Lucille. No, no Lucille. The <laughs> exceptions. Yeah. So they didn't show up, so I had to bartender. Right. So I was bartendering, and Noah just appears, and I just start talking about some drinks and cocktails, and I invite him a shot. Let's get a shot together. And after, hey, you know what? I just created a new hot salsa. You want to try? And I bring the hot salsa, and I didn't know what's him. So we start getting, in, oh, I like hot salsas, blah, blah, blah. And later he introduced, oh, you know hedonist? Like, no. This is the space of the hot salsas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my God, you are the guy. So you are the guy I, I knew about. Wow, so that's just, fucking interesting. Yeah. I had no idea, man. Yeah. Well, I didn't know, you'll have to, yeah, you'll no, have to he, connect it. He started Heatonist out of this building up on the fourth floor before he got his, his shop in Williamsburg. Man, this is some behind-the-scenes yeah. hot ones shit Pretty now. That's what, that's what this podcast has become. <laughs> <laughs> but they've had, you, they've had you on, they've had your sauces on a few so times, they, right? Yeah, they gave my sauces. And I, I just saw exactly like the good things back. Yeah. The payments, the checks, the payments on my name. It was like, what? So it's like all these, I break my back for a month and I get this back. So you know what? It's like, it's a, it's a sign of the life universe. Right. So Simplify. It's way more simple that you don't own, you don't own a restaurant anymore. You just focus on the sauce exactly, now and it's so much easier. Exactly. So yeah. and, I, and I told my landlord, you know what? Let's do this. 
I don't like when you're bullying me. I don't like this attitude. Like you, 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 I'm like the third option in case you don't find a right. Yeah, the backup. Yeah. 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 Yes. So let's do this. So I'm gonna stay here for the next two months, but like uh, six months notice. When you find your tenant, I leave. But let's do like, let's treat the liquor license. Yeah. So you can find a potential client, a tenant. Yeah. So when you find it, let me know, and that's it. Yeah. I don't want the space anymore. Mm -hmm. So this is over. And you got to ride it out. We got to have some parties there. Uh, oh my you know, God! Yeah, yes, it was a lot of fun. And then, <laughs> uh, fun. and then, um, you know, and that was while the pandemic was still going. So it was like outside stuff. Um, but I, I give them the the tenants that are they are there. Uh, yeah. So they took it over, by the way, and and they like took. I it was over. the broker. I yeah, yeah. Broker. Well, yeah, you're the middle man. Well, they, they <laughs> and then they cut out the you. There's no performance space anymore. They cut out like. Oh my the, god! No, this is the best thing. They invest two hundred fifty thousand dollars in plumbing and things. They expand the kitchen. The kitchen was already a Concord. Yeah, the kitchen fucking, was huge, man. Humongous. Yeah. yeah. So they expand the kitchen to the end of La Sala. Oh wow! Okay. And they put a walk-in, and they <laughs> they put a walk. So <laughs> the dishwasher have a space to wash three cars inside. Yeah, <laughs> just it's, way too that's absurd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was it was a big kitchen anyway. No, what's and, and so they they cut out like a lot of the walls too. So like there's no there's no like closed off space in the back anymore. So you couldn't even do uh, uh, you couldn't do a show back there. Listen, they put an office. They make a little room like an office, with a desk. When I say always is my upstairs was my office was because I have my bed, my lounge, chase, my all my grand piano for a while, security cameras, <laughs> piano, drumstick, you know all the all the alcohol, all the Pandora's yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fucking penthouse. Yeah, an yeah. office. I like to be like more serious. Office. I was sure you were living out of there for a while. I was like, this is just a house on top of this restaurant. It kind of looked like an apartment. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely set up like an apartment. Um, do you remember, when, uh, we'll, we'll leave on this. Um, do you remember when we went to the beach uh, that summer, like while the pandemic was still going? And it was uh, it was you, me, Ian, uh, Catherine, and we just, like, my friends, we got to use my friend's house, and we just, like, you made us, um, uh, what's that called? The big dish. The big dish. What's that? What's I that? made paella. You made paella for oh. us, man. It was so like uh, our buddy, um, uh, our buddy from Murderfist uh, was there, and he was like, "This was the greatest <laughs> fucking time." Because like we we it was like the first time a lot of us had like done something truly fun, you know, since it oh, started. Yeah, and it suppose. was just like such a blast. We just went out of the beach. We're, like the pictures of us, we're still like wearing masks outside. We're like, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Especially on the beach where yeah, it's yeah. windy. <laughs> like, Twenty twenty. Yeah, it was like summer of twenty twenty. Yeah, and uh, man, it was just such a blast. Anyway, uh, uh, thank you for making that paella for us out there at the beach. <laughs> Honestly, I don't cook anymore. I have a wedding this year, last year on May, the worst disgusting day of my life. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes, it was terrible, terrible. Did someone go bridezilla? I on mean, you? at the end, let's say. <laughs> I ended putting $3,000 in alcohol, didn't charge for my service, was like nightmare. And also yeah. the, the bride guy was angry with me all the time. The bride, uh, the bride the guy. guy. <laughs> Does that mean the groom? I don't know, the guy who get married. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the bride guy, I like that. I'll like start that. saying yeah. that from now on, the it's bride nice. guy. Uh, Julio, where can people find you on social media? What's your Instagram? Oh, my Instagram is Julio MM. That's it. I'm, That's the, it. Guy, I'm the guy who's with two hands facing a, a snake. 
Okay. Julio MM, are you on Twitter? Or are you on any other things? No, no, okay. no, no. I mean, Just... I, I believe Facebook, Facebook is connected with my Instagram, but the only thing okay. I check is my Instagram. Okay. I, I don't check even email, emails. Okay. So find Instagram. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't email him. <laughs> Just find him on the bridge with his dog on his bike or find him on Instagram. Julio, thank you so much yeah. for being let, here, let, man. Let me, really let, means let me tell you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Because eight years with you. Yeah. Eight years, nine years, but good for you. Yeah. You and Ian. Ten. It's ten. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're specifically celebrating the 10-year anniversary. Uh, we're going to do it at Rockwood Music Hall, though. When? Uh, February 4th. I'm buy in. tickets. Buy tickets. Not you, Julio. Okay. Listeners, buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but for me, it was like a really amazing thing yeah. in my life. It's well, like dude, the, without you, we couldn't have done it. Thank my you. My memories, definitely, Cantina, good for you. Yeah. You are there. You... All the crew, yeah, all the, the friends, the best times. all the friends I yeah. met. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, it was amazing. From, good for you, definitely. Well, thank you. I learned from yeah. you to be a fucking professional. <laughs> <laughs> to try to be serious <laughs> with night work, yeah. doing coke, wrecking, uh, wrecking, uh, wrecking scooters, scooters <laughs> dumpsters. Very professional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so professional. <laughs> well, thank you, Julio. Yeah. My pleasure, all the time. So now I'm doing the spicy hot salsa, uh, Foodline Products, and uh, open a tortilla factory. Perfect. Amazing. All right. Well, check him out, guys. Go see him. Julio, thank you again. Thanks. My pleasure. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Talking Schmidt is recorded at Burmeister Studios in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Opening music is by Greg Burmeister. Closing music is by Dave Hill, friend of the pod. Our intern is Jason Travis. If you like what you've heard, please like, follow, and write a review for us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you didn't like it, please keep listening to it, but keep your opinions to yourself. If you really liked it, you can find bonus episodes over on our Talking Schmidt Patreon page. Membership is just $5 per month, and it goes a long way to buy us the equipment and bourbon we need. Thanks in advance, and hope you're doing great.